Pray, Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you because the entrance of your will give a light and give understanding unto the simple. Now we pray this morning, O oh Lord, that the instruction that you're about to release, that we receive the grace to not only receive the word, but we receive the grace to be a doer of the word. Amen. In the name of Jesus. And we thank you for what we do, even as your word is released this morning. In the name of Jesus. Lord be glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, this morning, uh, um, I'll be speaking on the prayer of petition. Uh, the prayer of petition. Uh, it's, it's something that is, um, you know, it's our month where this month we're looking at establishing uh, kingdom dominion through prayer. Uh, so it's important for us to talk about, uh, you know, everything is about prayer this month. Uh, why do we pray? Why do we need to pray? Uh, how important prayer is. So we're looking at prayer of petition. And this is important because uh, prayer of petition is, is something that we, uh, if we understand, it works. Uh, because we want to be able to pray effectively. Uh, we don't want to, the Bible says, we don't want to be like those religious folks that uh, they, they shout, they make noise so much that they thought they would be, uh, they are, it's based on how much they talk that God will answer them. We want to pray effectively by praying strategically, uh, by being able to pray uh, in a way that uh, we know, or sure that uh, God answers us. The Bible says this is the confidence that we have in him that when we pray, according to his will, he hears us. And we know that we, when we pray according to his will, we have the answer to our petition. Hallelujah. So we're petitioning uh, in prayer, uh, basically. Um, so quickly, let's go to Mark 11. The popular Mark 11. Hallelujah. Mark 11. And I'll read from verse 22. Mark 11. Are we there? I'll read from verse 22 to 25. And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, That whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. But shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive if ye have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. James chapter 5. James chapter 5. James 5, verse 16. I'm using the new Bible, so... It's taking a little bit of time to open it. Okay. Are we in James? All right, so I'll read this. Um, oh, sorry, I've gone to... Oh. Sorry, I went to the commentary page of my Bible. I want us to read it. I don't just want to quote it. I can quote it, but I just want us to read it. Amen. All right. Okay. And then James has right now. All right. 16 to 18. It says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth. By the space of three years and six months. 
And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth a fruit. Hallelujah. We see that a man prayed, a man petitioned heaven. And the Bible says, for three and a half years, there was no rain. All he did was to go into the word of God and see that if the nation of Israel refused to serve God, if they refused to follow God, God will shut the heavens. There will be no rain. And he, take, he took that scripture, he petitioned heaven, and of course, because we say, as it is on earth, so you will have, if heaven has already said, this is it. When they don't do what they are supposed to do, God has the right to shut the heaven. So the heaven was shut for three and a half years until the man of God knew now that the nation had turned back to God and then he prayed again. The Bible said there was rain. One man. One man controlled the destiny of a nation by petitioning God. So sometimes we look at ourselves and say, I'm only one man. God said, I'm looking for a man that will stand in the gap, but I found none. So are you going to be the man that will stand in the gap? Your prayer makes tremendous power available. And you need to believe that. Because if you don't believe that, well, then you will not know how important it is to pray. Prayer is one of the most important vehicles into the realm of dominion. The prophecy that we've received must be birthed in prayer. That is why we are praying this time for the next 21 days, you know, till the 27th of January. We're praying, we're fasting. Why? It's not because we were fasting to move God. We're not fasting to move God. We're fasting to move ourselves to line up with what God is saying to us in this season. So that we can take delivery of what God has for us. Or else, it will just be a waste of time. Yeah, the year has been declared year of dominion. But not everyone will walk in dominion. And it's not even every area of life that we experience dominion except we position ourselves to receive it. Are you with me this morning? It's important. It is not how you start. It is how you finish. It is what you do consistently. No, one of our mentors said that inconsistency lies the power. Inconsistency lies the power. The enemy is always on the move. The Bible says the devil is moving to and fro, looking for whom to devour. He's looking for blessing to steal. He's looking for destiny to manipulate. But guess what? God has given us victory over him. But we must position ourselves to be able to walk in the fullness of the promises of God. Hallelujah. The Bible says concerning Daniel, that Daniel experienced a delay for 21 days. Daniel experienced a delay. He prayed. But when the angel came in Daniel chapter 9, he said, from the first day, you pray. From the first day, you set yourself. You position yourself. I heard. Everyone heard you. Dispatch an angel. But he said, the prince of Persia resisted me these 21 days. Until God had to dispatch another warring angel to come. And release the blessing. Hallelujah. Quickly, let's go to First uh, Timothy chapter 2 verse 1. We'll look at um, the different categories of prayer. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 1. We're looking at categories of prayer now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So First Timothy chapter 2 verse 1. Amen. Alright, we'll read that quickly. It says, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving and thanks be made for all men. Hallelujah. And it listed there, uh, it listed that supplication is the same thing as petition. So we have petitions, we have prayers, we have petitions or supplications. We have prayers. All manners of prayers. We have intercessions. What does it mean to intercede? I mean, what is intercession? Intercession means to stand for somebody. To stand in a place of somebody and say, no, thank you, Jesus, because this is happening. This is what I believe is going to come to pass. You pray for somebody on behalf of somebody. That is intercession or, you know, might be on behalf of a city or a community. And there is thanksgiving. And this also was mentioned in Philippians 4 verse 6. Philippians 4 verse 6, he said, Be anxious for nothing, but in all things by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. Make your request known to God. So through thanksgiving, you can make your request known to God. So it's not every time that we supplicate. It's not every time that we intercede. There are times where we give thanks. And I notice for me now, if you have been around me for some time, you will notice that I do more of thanksgiving. 
than I do of requesting. Hallelujah. It's a form of prayer. Alright? And the reason why I do Thanksgiving most is because most of the time, what I'm asking God for is already settled. So I just give him praise for it. I just thank him for it. I rejoice. As somebody who's gotten a spoil. I rejoice because I've taken delivery of that with the Lord. As promised to me. Are you with me this morning? Alright, so quickly, that's the categories of prayer. Then let's look at levels of prayer. Quickly, because of our time. I want to cover the grounds that I list, but I'll make it as basic as possible so we can understand. So there are levels of prayer. The first one is the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith. The Bible says, and the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. And the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And he has committed anything shall be forgiven. James chapter 5 verse 5. There's the prayer of faith. Number two, there's the prayer of agreement. By the time we're done, the devil will know that we are ready for him this year. We're throwing bombs. I'm spiritual bombing <laughs> into his territory. Amen. So there's a prayer of agreement. Matthew 18, 18 says that if any two of you shall agree as touching anything that they will ask of him. He said, one, we put a thousand to fly. Two, we put ten thousand to fly. Can you see one? A thousand. Two, ten. So now, now imagine three. Now imagine four. Can you see the how? So it's not like one put a thousand to fly, two put ten thousand. No, 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 no. It goes from one to ten. So when we pray, a prayer of agreement, when you say, I'll be your two, you'll be my two. I'll be your one, be my two. I'll be my, your two. I'll, I'll be your one, you'll be my two. When we come together in agreement now, we have more results. We generate more power. Hallelujah. That's why prayer of agreement. Even when you are talking about prayer of petition, prayer of agreement is one of the things because you need somebody to agree with you when you write your prayer of petition. We're going to do that this morning. Practically, we're going to do that right here. Because I'm going to show you how it is done. And I believe that you will go home today or whenever you, you, know, you feel that you are ready. And then you will make your own prayer of petition. Trust me, it works. Because it's the scripture. And the Bible says the scripture cannot be broken. So number three level of prayer is the prayer of petition. Let's go quickly to 2 Chronicles chapter 6, verse 21. 2 Chronicles 6, 21. Hallelujah. He said, Akin therefore, Unto the petition of thy servant and of thy people Israel, which they shall make toward the place toward this place, hear thou from thy dwelling place, even from heaven, and when thou hearest, forgive. He said, What did he say? He said, I can therefore unto the petition of thy servant and of thy people Israel, which they shall make toward this place, hear from heaven, hear. And respond. Yeah. And asking. Yeah. Our prayers. So there's a prayer of petition. So quickly, what is the prayer of petition? A petition is a written prayer which acts almost like a legal document. It's like when you go to um when you write something now, for example, let's say you want to change, let's say you want to um, you know. Let's say you buy a house. If you don't have the title deed to the house, you don't own the house. A prayer of petition is like a title deed. A legal document that you can say, I have this. And nothing, no devil in hell can deny you of that. That's what a prayer of petition is. You write it down in faith, you put the relevant scripture, you get somebody to agree with you, you date it. It's like taking delivery already. You've taken delivery in faith. You just wait for the manifestation. And let me tell you something. I have done this over and over again. It works. And I've been around people that it works for. And I've been around people that this worked for. And they have the result with proofs. He said, if your faith does not have proofs, it is fake. I've seen it work. 
in my life and the life of people around me. And that is why the, I believe by the Spirit of the Lord, God is laying this on our heart this morning to teach you how to make your own prayer petition. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The use of petition is a very effective form of prayer and warfare. So from, you know, when I listed the category of prayer, you saw that petition was number one. In your Bible, maybe sometimes you might see supplication. is the same thing as petition. Supplication. Petition. So anywhere you see supplication, put petition there. Hallelujah. Because you see, for example, even when you're looking at, when you talk about petition in legal terms, for example, if I petition you, you have to respond. If I petition you... <laughs> You know, in the natural, if I petition, if you petition somebody, they must acknowledge that you petition them. Because it's a legal document. So here we are petitioning heaven based on the word of God. Because the Bible said the word of God. Alright, let's go quickly. Isaiah chapter 55. I'm going to show us something. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Alright. From verse 8, Isaiah 55 from verse 8. Let's see. Let's see here. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, hear the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Thank you, Jesus. We know that. Thank you. Thank you, sir. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth, and bought, that he may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be. Whose word? God's word. He says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void. It will not return to me empty. Because void means empty. Void means it will not return to me without results. Right. And it says here, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the things where to I sent it. I send my word and it will prosper. Psalm 107 verse 19 and 20 says, In their distress, they cry unto God. He sent forth his word and his word healed them. His word was sent to heal them. And his word healed them and delivered them from out of their destruction. So God said, when the word goes forth, my word will not return empty. So when we petition God with his word, which is our legal, you know, which is, you know, a legal, uh, a, a legal our right to the word, results must come. God will respond to our petition. Are you with me this morning? Hallelujah. Amen. So, you know, I was looking at the definition of the word petition. Uh, but as defined by the Webster Dictionary, a formal request or supplication. Number two, a formal request addressed to a person or group in authority. A formal application in writing requesting judicial action. What you are saying is that I want action on this thing. Lord Jesus, Thank you because according to your word, by your stripes, I was healed. So Lord, I thank you for my healing now. And I give you praise for it. Because this is what your word says concerning my healing. He said, I will put none of the affliction I put upon the Egyptian upon me. Because you are the Lord that heals me. Hallelujah. He said, you bless my water, you bless my water, you bless my bread. You will not put any sickness or disease on me because you are the Lord, my healer. So you go before the Lord. If it's fine, and you say, Lord, because you say you supply all my need according to your riches and glory. I am a giver. I give. I tithe. I do all that is required of me, covenant practices. And so therefore, I am qualified for your blessing. And so therefore, thank you because there will be no lack in my house according to your word. And so I set myself in agreement with your word this morning. I set myself in agreement with your word. And today, be it known that this is my petition. Hallelujah. There are three words that, you know, the three Hebrew words that kind of explain what petition is. The first one is Selah. S-H-E-L-A-H. 
Sheila. The other one is Misala. It's M-I-S-H-A-L-A-H. The third one is Bagasha, which is B-A-W-G-A-S-H-A-H. These three words translates as petition. And it means, Selah means to ask. It means to, to borrow, to beg, to lay, to charge. Misala means consult, demand, desire earnestly. Bagasha means inquire, pray, request, require, petition, or wish. All these three words, all these three words, they all mean petition. Hallelujah. So quickly now, because you see, you make a petition, but you're not just making a petition over nothing or, you know. You make a petition on a legal ground. For example, now if I'm petitioning you in the court of law, and I'm telling the judge, I want a judicial decision concerning you. They are concerning a matter that is between me and you. I have to have a legal ground. There must be something that is wrong. There must be a reason why. So we have legal ground to petition heaven. So what is the legal ground for our petition? All right, number one. We must find favor. We're talking of spiritual now. We're not talking about the court of law. We must find favor before God. And we know we do. Hallelujah. He said he loves us with an everlasting love. The Bible says surround the righteous with favor as with a shield. And we know we are the righteousness of God. So we find favor. So on that basis we are qualified. The blood of Jesus qualifies us. It's not based on our action or our behavior or what we did before we got to church this morning. It's not even based on what you are thinking right now. It's based on what Jesus has already done for you. Hallelujah. Who are the righteous? Who are the righteousness of God? We are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So our foundation is the covenant that we use to partner with God through the blood of Jesus Christ. We have that covenant. We have that covenant. And that is the highest covenant there is. The blood. The blood of Jesus. Has set us free. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So we have that. Our faith in Jesus is a legal grant. For us to be able to approach that when the Bible says we're not coming like beggars. We have the bone. He said the righteous are as bold as a lion. He said we should approach it strong with boldness, not in timidity. In boldness. So you don't go before God and say, Lord, I'm so sorry. I, I beg, I beg. If only you can just do this. No. Boldness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when we come before the King of Kings, we know we have found favor in his sight. We go by the blood of Jesus because we are purified by the blood of Jesus. We go in boldness. Number two, we search our hearts. Let's go Psalm 24, verse 3 to 4. We search our hearts to make sure that there is no offense. Faith walketh by love. Faith walketh by love. Offense is a destiny blocker. Offense is a breakthrough blocker. It hinders when you are in unforgiveness, when you are in bitterness, it blocks the blessing. So we go with no unforgiveness in our hearts. Hallelujah. Let's go Psalm 24, verse 3 to 4. Because if we have offense in our heart, God will not hear us. He said the prayer of a sinner is an abomination. Because offenses put us back 
in bondage. And that's why we have to watch out for that. Amen? It's not everything you respond to. You know, sometimes I hear things about me, I just laugh. I say, devil, you haven't still changed your game. Your game plan is just to distract people, to put people in offense. Because he knows that if a Christian can get into offense, that's it. And within that little gap, the window, the devil will just do what he has to do quickly. Because he knows that you, especially if you are, you know, somebody that is rooted in the word of God, he knows that you will quickly get back. So before you get back, he wants to quickly do something. And you don't allow that to happen. Amen? So it's not every battle you fight. It is not everything you respond to. It's not even everything you hear. You make sure you protect your ear gates. People will say things to you. They will say things to you about somebody. They will say things about you to people. It's okay. Let them talk. I thank God for my mentors. They don't, they don't respond. They even write books about them. <laughs> they write books about them. They go on television about them. They don't respond. And sometimes you think, oh, they should respond. No. If you are responding, sorry, you are still in the flesh. God told me that if you, if, if, if some years ago, he said, the only reason why you have a problem with people talking about you in a negative way is because you still have a reputation. He said, Jesus wouldn't have been able to go to the cross if he had a reputation. He had to cast aside the reputation. The Bible says he made himself of no reputation. So what reputation do you have if Jesus didn't have a reputation? They call him, they, you know, they call him all manners of names when he was here on the earth. They still call him names till tomorrow. During the days of Noah, didn't they call Noah names when he was trying to save them from destruction? Hallelujah. No matter how good you are, not everybody will like you. So get over it and move on with your life. Psalm 24. I used to be a people pleaser, but not anymore. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. Who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. That's it. Number four, legal ground for petition. We have a rema, a rema word. What is a rema word? A rema word is a revealed word. When the word of God is revealed to you and then you take it. You take it by faith and say, no, this is my word. Light shines. You see that you say, no, I can never be sick. You say, oh no, I can never be poor. You say, oh no, there is a place for me at the top. I want it. You stay there. And nobody can bring you down from there. You get a word from the Lord, you stand on that word. There must be a word. There must be a word to stand on. So what is God saying to you? Let me ask you in this season. What is God saying to you? God told me it's a season to focus. 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 I don't have my notebook here, but, you know, I got, you know, like, a, you know, focus, acronym for focus, what each word means. I put it down. And so this year, that is my challenge this year, is to focus. If something is not a priority, I will, this year I'm committed to not majoring in minor, and I will not minor in major. If something is major, I'll put everything into it. If it's a minor, sorry. I won't attend to it at all. I want to put God first this year in everything that I do. Secondary will be secondary. I want to focus on the vision that God has given me for my life. I don't want any distraction this year. Are you with me? And I'm determined. God say focus. You must have a word that God has given you. What is the word that God has given you in this season of your life? What is your one word? Because, you see, the good thing about it is that you get one word and then God can expand it. Expand that one word into several parts. Hallelujah. Amen. So you have a, a scripture. 
concerning your specific petition or request. And then you present that to the Lord. Hallelujah. So quickly, let's look at some scripture examples of petition in the Bible. Because the Bible is our example quickly because of our time. The Bible is our example. So let's look at, uh, I have about four examples here. Uh, three in the Bible. And then one. Uh, okay, number one, Hannah and Samuel. First Samuel chapter 1 verse 10. We read First Samuel this morning in our Bible reading. How God visited Hannah. You know, she petitioned God. And the Bible says she had a baby boy. <laughs> she had Samuel. He was said to... T- I mean, if you see her reaction after Eli said to her, God grant your petition. The Bible says she went to eat. Before then, she didn't eat. She went to eat, Bible says, and she was no more sad. She, the, I, there was no record that she ever went back to God on that petition. She didn't go back to God on it. I'm sure she was just thanking God. Thank you because I'm pregnant with my baby. Thank you because my baby boy. She was specific. And in petition, you have to be specific. And I want a house. What kind of house do you want? A house with one window. A one bedroom with one window is a house, isn't it? What do you want in a house? I want a three-bedroom house, two-bathroom, on suits. You know, big living room with a fireplace. This, this, this. You're specific. So that even while you are still petitioning, you can picture where you are going. Are you with me? Oh, Lord, I want financial increase. How much? <laughs> How much? Oh, Lord, I want financial increase. Oh, Lord, if only you can prosper in financial... No, God is saying, oh, Lord, let's give him one dollar. At least that's financial increase. One dollar over what he's earning right now. <laughs> that's increase, isn't it? One dollar is an increase. Five dollars is an increase. <laughs> Hallelujah. But, Lord, I'm believing you that my salary this year will be doubled. In Jesus' name, now I'm on 60,000, now I'm on 100,000. I'm believing you for double at the end of the year. That means it's coming to 200,000. At least you are specific. So, Anna was specific and she got what she wanted. The Bible says God granted her request. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 15 to 16. Hallelujah. Uh, Psalm 9, verse 12. Psalm 9, verse 12. Uh, Let's read Psalm 20, verse 4 and 5. I'm just show us something like that. Praise the Lord. Are we getting something on that verse? Praise God. This is interesting. I'll buy the tape myself. Grant thee according to thy own earth, and fulfill all thy counsel. We will rejoice in thy salvation, and in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. The Lord fulfill all thy petitions. You see that? The Lord fulfill all thy It is a sum of your petition. All your petitions. God fulfill them. All. Hallelujah. Praise God. Psalm 9 verse 12. Thank you, Jesus. Ooh, this is good. Verse 9, I mean, chapter uh, Psalm 9, verse 12. He said, When he maketh inquisition for blood, he remembereth them. He forgetteth not the cry of the humble. God does not forget our cry. All right, quickly, another example, scripture example of prayer or petition uh, is the story of Adonijah and Bathsheba. First Kings chapter 2, verse 18, I mean, verse 13 to 18. First Kings chapter 2. Verse 13 to 18. Adonijah petitioned Bathsheba because he was looking for influence with King Solomon. And there was a response. That was that's a human being. Now imagine God. Petition Bathsheba. And she responded. First King chapter 2, verse 13 to 18. Okay, let's see if we can now. Uh, okay, let's quickly read that. First uh, Kings 2. First Kings chapter 2. 
verse 13 to 18. First Kings chapter 2. All right, I read. And Adonijah, the son of Agit, came to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon, and she said, Comest thou peaceably? And he said, Peaceably. And he said, Moreover, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And she said, Say on. And he said, Thou knowest that the kingdom was mine, and that all Israel set their faces on me, that I should reign. How be the kingdom is turned about, and it's become my brother's, for it was his from the Lord. I'm not arguing with that. God gave it to him. And now I ask one petition of thee. You see? I ask one petition of thee. Deny me not. And she said unto him, Say on. And he said, Speak, I pray thee, unto Solomon the king, for he will not say thee nay. He will not say no to you. That he give me Abishag the Sunamite to wife. And Bezheba said, Well, I will speak for thee unto the king. You see that? He petitioned her. And she had no choice but to say, I will speak to the king on your behalf. Hallelujah. Jesus speak. Bible says he's still making intercession for us. So when we make that petition prayer, it's presented to, to the Father on our behalf. Hallelujah. Number third, uh, the third one is Queen Esther. The third example in the Bible, Queen Esther. Esther chapter 5, verse 1 to 8. Esther chapter 7, verse 2 to 3. Esther chapter 9, verse 12. What happened? They were to destroy the Jew. Esther happened to be one of them. She found favor before the king. The king said to her, what is your request? What is your petition? Even to half of the kingdom, it shall be done to you. She got it. Did she get it? She got it. She got it. That's an earthly king. Now imagine the king of kings and the lord of law. He said, you've been evil. If you can know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your father in heaven will give unto him. To those who call him, to those who are his children, he gives to them. Because he's a good, good father. Hallelujah. If he can give his only begotten son, is there anything God cannot give to us? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says, He has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He has given everything. There is nothing else that God wants to give. That He's given it all. Our own is just to receive it in faith. Praise God. Number four. Example is the blood bought believer. You and I, we are in the Bible too. The blood bought believer are an example of those who are qualified to petition heaven. Like Esther, every born again child of God has a robe of righteousness that allows us access by faith into the finished work of Jesus Christ. We can come boldly into the throne of God and receive that which we need. Hallelujah. Very quickly, before we look at the example of our prayer of petition, and we take our communion this morning, we want to look at barriers to petition. Barrier to prayers of petition. There are barriers. Number one barrier is fear. When we are afraid. The Bible says fear has torment. First John chapter 4, verse 18. Fear has torment. Fear denies, fear blocks. With God, you operate by faith. But the other side is, the opposite of faith is fear. When we are afraid, we cannot receive from God. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. Fear stops the flow of God's power. We got to operate with God in faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So that means fear cannot please God. If Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. Without faith it's impossible to please God. So fear we must deal with it. Number two. We must deal with pride. Pride. And pride is not just. You know when we talk about pride. The first thing we look about is being overconfident. It's not just being overconfident. Pride is when we depend on our own strength. 
Do you know we were not created to provide for ourselves? Do you know that? We were not designed to, protect, to provide for ourselves. We were designed to depend on God for our provision. But up to today, how many people are actually operating under that? We think it is when we go to work and we make money, that is how we take care of ourselves. No. Remember when you could not make any money? How did you stay alive? No. So pride is when a man begins to feel, I'm the one taking care of myself, I've got this. And that is why some people will tell you there's no God because they feel they got it. So pride. And sometimes, you know, it's subtle. Okay, now, let's say now you have a, let's say you, 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 God will speak to you, for example. For example, when God spoke to me, let me go to, let me, let me leave down. When, when God spoke to me about, he said, it's time to get the van, the church van, like, naturally, the first thing you begin to look at, okay, yeah, can we afford to buy it now? And you know what God said? He said, the money is not coming from the church account. He said, I, the Lord will provide for the money. And you are buying it this month. Yes, sir. So what do I do? Began to give certain instructions. You, we need to depend on God. So pride will be me now. To, I mean, I'll, you'll be pride for me to now say, oh, maybe I wait, I wait, I wait. <laughs> and maybe I don't, you know, fear anything. And I just say, okay, you know, uh, let's go and look. Specific. So don't be prideful. Number three. For that, you can put down Proverbs 16, 18. You can put down James chapter 4, verse 6. Number three barrier is priorities. When we don't prioritize God. Some, everybody say, oh, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and every other thing shall be added unto you. I go to church on Sunday. I give my time, my offering. In your heart, you know if, if God is number one or not. By the choices you make, the things you do. You and I know what is number one in our lives. Nothing will separate us from the love of God. Nobody who let fathers, mothers, uncles, aunties, everything for the sake of the kingdom. Not only will you get it here, but, you know, eternity. Glorious. What have you left? You have not left anything for Jesus and you say you love God. Sorry, you don't love him. <laughs> you just love him with your mouth. What have you left? A lot of us are not ready to leave anything. <laughs> That's for another day. What have you left for Jesus? What have you left? When we were leaving England to come here, people thought we lost our mind. A pastor friend of mine approached me. He said, you know, I went to see him and he said something. He said, he leaned forward on his desk like this. He said, I pity you. He said, you see, he said, I, he, I, he said I, I don't pity you. I pity your wife and those little children that you are taking with you. Because I know you are going to put them in. Unders, you are going to put them through suffering. You are leaving the known for unknown. I thank God that I left. And there have been so many times I felt like going back to England, but I didn't go. I thank God I didn't go back. Are you with me? I thank God that we're still here. And I thank God I gave us this mandate. Because, you know, we're trying to find out. This was what God was. This, where we are now, is where God was taking us to. Almost 11 years ago when he brought us here. It took us 11 years of hard knock. It took us 11 years of suffering. Why smiling? It took us 11 years of, of not having food sometimes and still praying for people to have breakthrough. It took us 11 years of not even knowing whether certain things are going to be in our lives. When we're praying for people, you know how difficult it is when something that you feel you should be very easy and it's getting very difficult. And you're asking God questions. And there are, no, there are more questions than answers. But now it's making sense. It's making sense now. <laughs> Glory be to God. 
So priorities. We need to prioritize God in our lives. Don't give God a leftover of your time. Give him everything. Number four, doubt. Doubt. James chapter 1 verse 7. A man who walks in doubt is like, he's unstable in all his ways, the Bible says. He said, let not that man think he will receive anything of the Lord. It's unstable. The Bible says it's unstable in all his ways. Not in some ways. In all his ways. I don't want to be unstable. <laughs> so, I don't want to be in doubt. Hallelujah. Amen. So, quickly, steps to writing the prayer of petition. Number one, step number one. Our petition starts with a declaration of who our God is. He's a faithful God. We know that. We must settle that in our spirit. Number two, we state the legal ground we stand on. Number three, we put our specific request. Is it finance? Is it health? Is it, you know, believing God for a business? Whatever it is, you put it there. Number four, you sign the petition and get someone to stand in agreement with you and you date it. That's it. And let me give you quickly uh, some story. Number one story that, you know, there's a, there's a couple that I know that um, after, you know, about three or four miscarriages, uh, they wrote a prayer of petition. And I can say to you now, they have two children. God answer prayer. Today, in fact, they were the one who decided that uh, they only wanted two. If they wanted more than two, they would not have been having it. True story. For us, as a family, we have our own testimony too. Several of them. We do not, in my family, for example, we do not just set a budget like we, do, you know, we, we have a budget. And my wife take care of that and all that, and then, but we write a prayer petition for every need of the family, our monthly need, and so we take it to God and say, Lord, thank you because this is our, you know, it's like when you, when you write your, uh, for those of us who, in those days that maybe if you attended a boarding school, and it's time to go back to school, you, your, the parent will say, bring your list. So we take our list to God and say, Father, thank you, because this is it. Car insurance, our everything. We put it there and say, Lord, you know, we write it there, put the appropriate scriptures. My wife sign, I sign. I mean, we pray over them, uh, over the, 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 the petition. My wife sign, I sign. We date it. And that's it. God has not failed once to deliver. Once. And it's not only for financial need, we, we do it for everything. There was something we're trusting God for. We've trusted God for that for years and years and years. Until we just came to them and said, ah, this thing works for money, works for having a baby, works for, ah, it works for everything. You know, sometimes it, it, it takes a while to get to that understanding. We got to that understanding and, and, you know, life broke. And we just put it concerning that. Look, it happened even before the date that we, we thought it was going to happen. It came like that. Hallelujah. And when that season, when you petition, the one thing I find is that all the resources you need to accomplish that thing, God begins to send them supernaturally. There are two of our mentors, uh, three of them, that we know that um, over the years they've done that. A good example is Kenneth again. Many, many years ago, uh, when he started ministry, to when he stopped pastoring and he started doing his evangelical ministry, uh, you know, of course, after God called him out to, from pastoring, of course, as a pastor, his salary was secured because you know he was getting people. Now he was on his own, and then what happened? He will write down the first month or two, second month or thereabout. Uh, there was not enough money, and uh, he wrote a, a petition. God, God said to him, "Okay, how much do you think you will need?" So he wrote it down. Guess what? God provided. Throughout, 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 throughout like that. And different things he will write a prayer petition for. And he was always getting it. Why? 
because it's the word of God. Amen. So here I have a, a copy of a prayer petition that, um, that me and my wife we just signed on the 7th of January. It's right here. And so, um, like I said, I'm going to teach us how to do that. So, like I said, the first thing is, uh, this is how we wrote our own. It said, be it known this day, 6 January 2019, at 5.10 p.m., that I received a heavenly grant in the amount of so-so-so. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come boldly to the throne of grace and present your word. According to John 16, 23, Jesus said, I assure you, most assuredly, I tell you, that my Father will grant you whatever you ask in my name. Jesus, you said in Mark eleven twenty four, whatever you, you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it is granted you and you will get it. That's Amplified Version. Your word states in Luke 6, 38, give and it shall be given. You see, these are scriptures. Given unto you, good measure, pressed and shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. In accordance with your word, I give and I sow seed in order to set this spiritual law to work on my behalf. Because I'm a cheerful giver, you make all grace, every favor, and every blessing come to me in abundance, so that I'm always and under all circumstances and whatever the need is self sufficient. Requiring no aid or support and furnish in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. According to Matthew 18 18, I bind Satan and all his forces and I render them helpless and unable to operate against me. They will not hinder my grant. According to Hebrews 1 13 to 14, I lose the ministering spirit and I charge them to go forth and cause my grant to come into my hands. I have applied for this grant for the following reasons. You name your reasons. Hallelujah. Jesus, you said in Matthew 18, 19, Again, I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Therefore, as husband, David, and wife, we set ourselves in agreement, and we believe we receive now, and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name. I signed, she signed, we put the date. We prayed as an agreement over this that we wrote out. We signed it. And we dated it. Hallelujah. Amen. And then heaven delivers. Amen. I rest my case. My name is David Olapodi and I approve this message. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> praise the Lord. We received that this morning. Let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we're going to do uh, everything all together. We're going to take our communion because of our time uh, together. So, Pastor, please, you can help us. <laughs>